on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Yeah, yeah. I'm in this world and they made me a monster. I'm in this world and they made me a monster. I don't know the lyrics, so hey, 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 hey. That's all you got to say. That's all you got to say. What's up, auto community? What's up? What's up? What's up? It's Thursday. It's May 7th. Happy birthday to my beautiful wife, Diana Villa. She is celebrating her 15th anniversary of being 25 today Woo! all right come Happy on birthday, somebody because i'm married to a 25 year old <laughs> let me tell you she's wild like one i'll leave that alone boom hashtag boom. i'll leave that open to your imagination hey man hey. i'm dave villa i'm dave cribs at ipd mail at desking deals and we're both at auto dealer live and you're listening and we want to thank you for listening and we were excited you're listening. We're pumped you're listening. Let me tell you something. I didn't smoke crack. I didn't drink some sort of yamba juice. I didn't do anything crazy. I'm, I am freaking fired up on mother hunching adrenaline right now, bro. I can break this desk in half with my freaking pinky. Well, you were out there closing some deals. Just Closing some in. deals. That always seems to happen right before showtime. Yeah, it does. Always, you always seem to be on a TO or closing a deal. It's like right freaking Viagra, in. man. It is. It's, it's awesome. like Viagra for sales. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm fired up come on somebody come on somebody come on hey the show where dealers go today we're gonna be unveil un, un, revealing un, we're gonna un, be revealing revealing uncovering uncovering yeah there exposing we go. exposing secrets trade secrets we're best we're, practices we're gonna get naked up in this place today <laughs> come, on. <laughs> come on somebody all right <laughs> naked yeah. let's discuss naked naked <laughs> Is that where we're going? No, we're not going there, bro. Okay. What's up, right. man? Are you happy today? I, I really am. You know, I'm really excited about today's show because today we're going to be talking with dealers and talking about best practices uh, at dealerships around the country, some of the leading dealers. And, you know, to kind of kick it off, you know, I, I saw an automotive news today, mm -hmm. and I know we, we haven't talked about this yet, but in automotive news, they reported that Fiat Chrysler of America mm -hmm. has introduced a tuition program, 100% tuition for dealerships employees. Now, uh, dealers will have to participate in the program, but it'd be mostly funded by Fiat Chrysler. But, you know, they're looking for that. They're, they're looking to reduce turnover in the dealership. Mm -hmm. They're right. looking for that young quality individual who begins to think of this more as a career, mm -hmm. and they're going to help dealers attract that caliber of person by offering 100% tuition. Come now, on, man. Now, if your dealership gets on board, and this is, a, uh, again, Chrysler Fiat of America, but if your dealership gets on board, 
um, it's going to be a flat rate for the dealer, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how many employees they have. So if they That's have strong. a lot, yeah, so it's, these bigger dealers are going to have a real uh, big advantage here in this area. But anyone that's employed there, even the GM, can have tuition assistance. We're talking about best 100%. practices, man. And you know what? That's, all, that's what it's all about. Are we saying, that, hey, go out and, you know, and copy what Fiat's doing? Maybe. What we're saying is do something, right? What's your best practice? And, you know, and, and what Dave's talking about is the manufacturer best practice. And, you know, we were at Digital Dealer a couple weeks ago and had the privilege, speaking of Fiat and Alfa Romeo, we had the privilege of sitting in um, on uh, and, and sitting down with and then sitting in on uh, Lisa Copeland's uh, training session where she discussed a best practice of their dealership, the number one Fiat dealership in the country month in and month out, I mean, in the U.S., and let me tell you something, That's I want to know, I don't care if I sell bicycles, right? Somebody would say, well, you know, this is a Fiat dealership. I mean, I, I sell more in one week than they sell in the month, even if they're number one. Yeah, but they're number one at something, right? I mean, to be number one at something consistently, I don't care if you're number one at blowing the biggest bubble in a bubblegum contest, right? I want to know what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I want to know what your strategy is. If you're the number one hot dog eater, you know, and you eat 60 hot dogs, you know, every year and you win that championship and dunk the hot dog in the water and you can eat 60 hot dogs, I want to know what your strategy is, right? You know what I'm saying? Because I, I last time I saw that, it was this guy that was about to hunt buck 30. They ate like 60 hot dogs and it's a guy like five bills sitting next to him, <laughs> yeah, you know, know right? they ate half of them. I mean, I want to know, look, man. What's your secret, brother? How are you number them hot, one? Them hot dogs are going somewhere. They're going somewhere, man. <laughs> I mean, so here's my question. I mean, what are your best practices? And we're going to have, we're going to unveil, unveil? <laughs> unveil. See, well, unveil. the same thing I did. Yeah, unveil. unveil. We're going to basically take a calf. And unveil. then we're going, huh? Unveil. Yeah, because unveil will be taking a calf, right. right? Which Peter will be all over us if we unveiled something today. It'd be a, a high rating. It'll be, show. yeah, high ratings. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, Reveal okay, we're secrets. Gonna we're going to unveil secrets. We're going to expose secrets. We're going to uncover secrets. What secrets? The best kept secrets of the best dealers in the nation and using their best practices. So you want to get a pen. You want to get a piece of paper. You want to get your iPad. You want to get your smartphone. You want to make sure you hit record. And you want to find out what these guys are saying. And we've got some really cool things. There's going to be a couple of things that you hear today that I think you've never thought of before. Things that are going to put you... Look, it's not enough to get out of the box, right? We always say, like, think out of the box and, you know, get out of the box. And, you know, I'm not... I, I used to say that. It sounds really good. It, you know, it sounds really good, Dave, as, as, as opposed to stay in the box and sit in the corner, right? That sounds better than that. But it doesn't, it doesn't cut it for me anymore. It's like, what box? Yeah. What box? It, it, yeah. You shouldn't think in terms of being in a box in the first place. But, you know, uh, when, and, you know I think sometimes when we say out of the box, you know, the, the kind of the, the caution flags come up because we think, oh, we're going to try to do something outlandish Goofy. or, uh, you know, something way weird. out in left field. We're just going to throw something out there. But some of the best practices that you can incorporate are some of the simplest changes sometimes. I mean, they're just little things that really make a difference in execution. They're not weird. They're not, they're not, they're not alien. You know, sometimes they're just looking and, and finding out. And a lot of times how best practices are discovered, they're discovered by looking into what's working in other industries. Because here's the deal, auto industry, okay? And this is what we all need to understand. We need to understand that you're selling cars 
to human beings. You're selling cars to people, right? I mean, it's a little easier for me as, as, a, as a vendor and as a, as, a, as a person and as a company, Dave, we have it a little easier because we serve the automotive industry, right? Mm-hmm. So the auto industry is an industry that, you know, is pretty much the GMs, decision makers, and, and people that are involved in, 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 in the dealings of automotive dealerships on the front end and expo- you know, from an exposure standpoint are typically they fall in a couple of categories that you can pretty much discern really quick. You know, mm-hmm. are they this personality, this personality, and then they're car guys, car gals, right? That's what we call them. Yeah. That. I mean, and, it, and it's, there's 20,000 franchise dealers in the U S I mean, we're talking about a drop in the bucket when you deal with how many consumers there are that buy automobiles, right? I mean, 20,000 people in, in, on this block, you know, or, or in, the, or in this town or in this little, little, little community right here will buy a vehicle. Right. So I want to tell you that they're people. They're people. So when you're dealing with human beings, you know, what's working with human beings in another industry? It may just be a best practice that you can take and move into the auto industry. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. It's not weird. Yeah, I think dealers are are recognizing that more and more. And, uh, in fact, Mm -hmm. I have a feeling we'll hear some of that uh, today from the dealers that we're talking with. And, you know, when when we had the, the opportunity to listen to Lisa Copeland, Um, address dealers at Digital Dealer, one of the things that stood out to me that she had done at at one point at her dealership was the fact that she had um, given all of the employees in every department anonymous surveys Mm -hmm. so that they could express, you know, what they thought was uh, maybe uh, hindrances uh, at the dealership, things that were keeping them from reaching the next level, uh, things that they liked, things that they disliked. Um, and what was interesting is, you know, sometimes, you know, as leaders, uh, we think, well, we've got this area down and we've got that area down. But when we get that feedback and even Lisa mentioned some of those were hard, difficult to read because, you know, uh, people have the open floor at that point. But it really is an eye opener and it allows you to uh, to really get that honest feedback from mm-hmm. your salespeople without, um you know, any fear of retribution, I guess you would say, but it really allows you to get that honest feedback so that you can begin to maybe uh, motivate people better. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bottom line is that's, you know, it's not necessarily a fun or easy thing to do at first or maybe to look at, but what an effective way to make some changes in your dealership. To me, that was a best practice. It it definitely was. Mike, just give me the thumbs up whenever we're ready to kind of segue in. I know the time's right around here. And um, so we're going to start. Okay. So we're going to start in four minutes. Thanks, Mike. So let's talk real quick a couple of things. Let me give you our website. Our website, if you're watching us, um, you, you know, you may be listening to us. We want to think, and we never get a chance to really do this. We want to think blog talk listeners. We we've had, check this out, over three hundred thousand listeners. Hello. In, in since our inception in February of 12, 300,000 listeners. We want to thank you. That's just on blog. Just talk. on blog. That's talk not alone. watching us. That's not watching us and what you what you're seeing here. Um, I want to thank the Blog Talk listeners that are listening right now to Auto Dealer Live. We have a lot of followers on Blog Talk. If you ever can't catch us, and you know it's not con- uh, convenient to listen to this, maybe in your car or what have you, you can just click on the Blog Talk link. You can download their app. You can listen to our show, and it's the audio version of it. And uh, so, you know, um, I'll tell you, I want to thank the Blog Talk listeners, number one. Um, Bobby Collins is calling in here, Mike. Um, I want to thank the Blog Talk listeners, number one. And uh, number two, um, you know, I want to thank the um, 
I'm sorry. I want to thank the the viewers on our website. So if you need our website and you want to watch our show, it's autodealerlive.net. If you ever want to check us out, all the archive shows are there. Follow us on Twitter. We've had over we've had a couple hundred followers this week alone on Twitter. We want to thank them and uh, you know just an outstanding uh, tool. Hashtag Auto Dealer Live. I believe it's somewhat it trends on Thursdays. You know, it's 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 pretty cool. But um, Auto Dealer Live um, is our Twitter handle as well. Follow us on Twitter and interact with us. Dave, talk about some shows that are coming up here, man, in in the next couple of weeks. Thanks, yeah, Dave. we've got uh, we've got the Great American Auto Panel uh, sponsored by Jeff Cowan. That'll be next week's show. We're going to be talking about Cradle to Grave. Absolutely, uh, you know awesome. how you're how you're handling those incoming uh, leads mm-hmm. and customers. Uh, we may get into the one price systems. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, a lot about those particular strategies. And then on the 21st, you don't want to miss it. We've got G- the Jim Ziegler. Jim Ziegler is going to come on. He's going to address how to work a car deal. You know, so he that's has May. A- so May 14th is a Great American Automotive Panel. Yes, sponsored by Jeff Cowan, Cradle to Grave, and then yep. May 21st. May twenty first is Jim Ziegler's. And, how it's, to work and is a car Jim deal. Ziegler coming on unplugged? Unplugged. He'll. So have this the, is not Jim Ziegler yeah. coming on with some conferences talking yeah. about this. And that Jim Ziegler. This is a training session. The tr- he's coming. This, did you hear this? How many views, man? How many views? The last time you saw on YouTube is Jim Ziegler's how to work a car deal it was video. Right around three hundred thousand. In fact, I don't know of any car training video out there on YouTube that has three hundred thousand hits on it. I'm telling you, man, you do not want to miss Jim Ziegler on the 21st because it's going to be Jim Ziegler like you haven't seen on our show. And we're excited to have Jim Ziegler unplugged. Matter of fact, that's the show that week, man. We're going to talk a little bit and we're going to bring Jim on. So um, I'm excited about that, Dave. And then, yeah, absolutely. And then on the 28th, now this is a call out to all vendors. This is something that's really rare. But dealers and vendors are going to have a heyday on the 28th, and that's because we're going to bring vendors on the show. We're going to give them two or three minutes apiece to kind of tell us what they do, give us their best pitch, and then we're going to – and that's – so dealers, essentially, you can shop with no, (laughs) you know, no strings attached. You can Mm -hmm. come watch the show and hear – What's hot in the car business from vendors? What's out there? And then if you want to proceed from there, you can reach out to the vendor. No pressure at all. But we're going to have a panel of dealers that maybe recommend or or judge or do something. We're working on that, the details of that show. But that's one you do not want to miss. Absolutely. And next week, Dave, next week. A brand new segment. Yeah, man. It's this. This is a segment you don't want to miss. Listen, it's going to be. Uh, it's it's going to be a segment that's never been done that ne- that, that 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 we know of ever um, on on any show, and you don't want to miss it. I don't want to talk too much about it, but let me just tell you this: um, it's it's going to be it's going to be desking. It's going to be the desking experience brought to life, and you, you the listener, are going to be in control. And at the driver's seat. Come on now. Let's just leave it at that. Yes. You are going to desk the deal. How about that? You're going to desk the deal. How many are in on that? I want you to tweet, I'm going to desk the deal, hashtag auto deal alive. I'm going to desk the deal, hashtag auto deal alive. Make sure you tweet that right now if you're listening, because next week that's going to be a segment that you're going to want to get involved with. Hey, we're going to take a quick commercial. Um, in just a second, but a couple of things really quick. And we're not in, in, listen, we're just trying to share free stuff with you guys that we're doing to help you stay involved. Dealer Hub. Go to De- the dealer hub, the dealer hub.com. Very easy. The dealer hub.com is free. There's a thousand dealer principles, dealer principles and general managers 
and, and automotive professionals on that site right now. It's not a vendor site. It's not a site that's, that has anything other than content, and it's free. And there's about 1,000 dealers on there now. We'd love you to check out our brand-new platform. Our great marketing director and brand manager and web developers here unveiled it this week uh, with a new platform. And, um, and we switched over from a very complicated system. And, guys, it's, it's on fire. Go to thedealerhub.com. Join it. It's free. Let us know that you did it. Um, and go on Twitter at the Dealer Hub and follow us on Twitter as well there. Also, if you want a free subscription to Dealer Solutions Magazine, in my opinion, the number one magazine, we're not competing with any other magazine. Um, we don't monetize it. It's just a phenomenal magazine. It's 99% content. Um, it, there's virtually no ads in there. But here's the deal. Dealer Solutions Magazine. Go to dealersolutions.info and hit the subscribe button. Put your address in there. We will put you on the mailing list. You're going to get an actual magazine every month. How much is it, Dave? Free. How much? Free. Oh, okay. Free. Man, Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone's a regular contributor. Dave Anderson's a monthly contributor. Tom Hopkins is a regular contributor. Bob Berg's a regular contributor. Tracy Myers is a regular contributor. Destin Deals, Dave's a regular contributor. I'm a regular contributor. Dave Anderson. Dave Anderson. Dealers. I mean, Marsh Bice. I mean, guys, I'm talking Randall Dealer. Randall Reed. Lisa Copeland. We have principal's office section. You don't want to miss it. It's totally, totally, totally free. And it's for you. And it's up online at dealersolutions.info digitally as well. But if you want the magazine in your hand, I'd highly recommend it. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, we've got some great people on the cover. And, um, and it's not too late to get on the list. We could probably get you a uh, May edition as well. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do not go anywhere. We've got four dealers joining us right now after the break to reveal their most intimate Secrets. <laughs> Imagine increasing your referral business by over 600% or taking a salesperson with only seven months experience and having them self-generate 16 sales in a month. How did they do it? By knowing the 10 factors that determine the real market value of your customers, you too can massively increase referrals while eliminating wasted resources. I'm Jonathan Dawson of Cellcology, and I want to share with you these 10 factors. Go to thermv.com. That's T-H-E-R as in real, M as in market, V as in value.com. I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. 
All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself, your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. Imagine increasing your referral. Thank you to our sponsors. We want to also shout out here the behind us. Uh, I want to shout out to those that um, sponsor this show proudly. We um, we are excited and thrilled. We're gonna we have got uh, two of our four on. The other two are trying to conference and bridge into the conference right now. So don't go anywhere because we've got um, an outstanding dealer panel that are going to be discussing best practices. You don't want to miss this, Dave. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Really, when you find something that works and you you find something that's unique and different, that is really a gem that you uncover, you know, it, I think that, I think it's special. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And, you know, what's cool about the dealers that are coming on today to share, you know, what what they've discovered really is working for them, I just think it's, it's very commendable that they are sharing with other dealers what their edge is. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and it's not just working for them, you know, and I, I know what you're saying, but I want, I want to comment on that. You know, working for them means that it almost, almost, I know it, you didn't mean it this way, but it almost has the, the, it almost has the stigma to it that, hey, you know, I stumbled into this and gosh darn, man, this, this is working for me. Yeah. You know, I did this mailer this month and it's working. I did this, this internet lead and it's working, right. you know, that kind of thing. I found this company and it's working for me. You know, that's how dealers have done it. You know, hey man, you know, you need to try this company. It worked for me, you know, and that's good. Okay. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about, we're talking about. Dealers that are watching this show, automotive professionals that are watching the show are already out of the box, man. You're already thinking out of the box because the, the bottom line is you wouldn't be watching the show at 3.30 to 4.30 Thursdays if, um, it, 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 he said, uh, Matt, Brett, and Tracy are in. Start when we're ready. So we're going to go ahead and start, Mike, whenever you give me the thumbs up, okay? Okay. So, but I want to tell you this while we're bringing these guys on here live that, you know, Best practices again. It's not stumbling into something, Dave, but it's one of these things where this is this came from ingenuity. This came from like, hey, you know what? I want to do something to change my dealership. And so, without further ado, we have three or four on Mike. Okay, so we're missing one here. All right, guys. Without further ado, we have on the phone a good friend of mine. I got a chance to meet him for the first time uh, in person uh, a couple weeks ago at Digital Dealer. He came down, did a bang up job speaking, uh, lit the room up, man. And I, I think that um, a tree, literally a tree's worth of paper, was cut down and shredded with the notes that were taken in that room by dealers. We've got the one and only um, 
number eight this month. It's been as high as top five certified Ford pre-owned dealer in the United States of America in a town of 12,000. I will brag on that for him forever because that's bad to the bone. we got Matt Lasko, the VP of Lasko Ford and Lasko Graham Blank on the phone. Matt, thanks for being with us. We have um, a, a, another dear friend of mine. We have, uh, he owns, he's in a buying spree. Listen, if you're listening out there, you better, better, you better, you better do us right because Brett Oob may very well own your store one day. He, um, he's been in the auto business for a long time. He's a, a real estate, uh, real estate maniac as well. He owns Lakeside Ford, Winnesboro Dodge, and Ville Platte Chrysler Dodge, and he's on the prowl. Told me that, hey man, I may just be buying another store. Brett, thanks for joining us. And we also have Tracy Myers. And Another good friend. Hey, Tracy Myers is uh, not only a best-selling author, but a dealer owner as well as consultant. He actually travels across the country consulting other dealers, and he's here with us today as well to share his insights. Welcome aboard. Gentlemen, sure. thank you for joining us. Hey, no problem. Glad to be on, David. Glad thank, to be on. Thank you, guys. We're going to jump right into this. And Bobby Collins, uh, general sales manager at Coconut Point Ford, I know he was on somehow, um, and he, we may be able to pop him in or so. We are working he, to get him back on now. Okay. He was with us, so Bobby, Bobby didn't drop out on us. He was with us. He's the GSM of Coconut Point Ford in Estero, Florida, in the Fort Myers uh, Ford area. Uh, he and Matt have been on the show many times together. Bobby's um, part of the Galloway family. Uh, which owns several stores in South Florida, one of the top uh, new car Ford stores in, in the Southeast. Um, they're part of that, and Bobby's uh, setting records down there. So let's jump right into this. I'm going to, guys, what we're talking about today, and we really, we handpicked you guys to be on the show. I mean, there's dealers all over the country, you know, that we know, dealers that could be on this. And obviously, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of guys you know. You guys are in 20 groups with dealers that could be on this show. So you're not saying, hey, I've got all the answers, but we know that we handpicked and asked you guys um, to, to take time out of your schedule because we know there are some things that you're doing specifically, okay? Okay, uh, Yeah, we know Bobby's on the phone as well. Bobby, thanks for joining us, man. We already introduced you. We know we had a problem. We apologize about oh, the, wow, wow, wow. the oh, issue. Oh, wow, wow, wow. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't understand a word you're saying. You sound like a, a Mickey Mouse in a tin can. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Bobby. Um, so anyway, so um, <laughs> Bobby is on the phone with us, and we're going to work his audio uh, issues out there. But um, guys, are Brett, uh, Tracy, Matt, can you guys hear me okay? Not a problem. Okay. One of me, all right. Yep, so, good here. So let me ask you guys a question, and I'm going to start with Tracy Myers. And I got your article here, Tracy, um, in, in, in the edition of May's uh, Dealer Solutions Magazine. And we're talking about best practices. Again, you guys were hand-selected as th four people that we know who are operating with some really cool, cool practices. Tracy, in your article, you know, it said here, you know, that, you know, you've been in business for a while. Everybody, you know, is, is, is doing the same old thing out there. But here's what you're saying. You know, you've developed a number of unique programs. For instance, Everybody Rides program, ironclad money-back guarantee. One of my favorites here, you say that, you know, people focus on price, which is, you know, usually misleading, which is true. A lot of people focus on good customer service, which is not a bad thing. But, Tracy, you say providing good customer service should be a requirement, not a bonus. And then you go on to say, hey, I've got things like lifetime engine warranties. You're doing out-of-the-box best practices. Talk about that and tell the dealers that are listening today why that's important to think this way. Yeah, look, I'll be glad to. Year, years ago when, when my dad was, was growing this business, we realized real quickly as a pre-owned store without a lot of support, as a matter of fact, we had no support from, from an OEM manufacturer or anything like that or a franchise, we had to find ways to compete with the new car stores. 
so, um, and we didn't want to be that, that mom and pop on the corner selling, you know, five, ten cars a month, but we didn't have the capital to become that, that new car store at the time, so we, ha- we had no option. So uh, for us, uh, we, we decided to look outside of our industry and see what other, uh, other industries were doing uh, differently because, you know, it seemed to us real early on that uh, the automotive industry especially, and we, we all look at each other and, and we see what each other's doing, uh, and, and we copy and emulate, and there's nothing wrong with that. But man, how about these new, fresh ideas that other industries uh, and other companies what they're doing outside of automotive? Mm-hmm. You know, how can we bring that into automotive, and how can we we adapt that into what we do every single day? And I think that's one of the things, other than uh, retention of employees and, and developing our culture uh, within the store and, and limiting turnover. Uh, I think that's one of the things we do best, actually. I think we bring uh, ideas from out, uh, from other industries, bring it into our store, and adapt it to automotive. And, and that's what all those things you just talked about, like the ironclad money-back guarantee and the, uh, the uh, transparent trade appraisal process, all those things came from other industries, and we just adapted them to automotive. I got three more calls yeah. coming in. This that's is not abso- your car. That's, this is just, that's really – that's um, – I'm trying to get it. That's absolutely incredible. And, you know, and you're right. You're right, Tracy. You know, the, the cool thing about that is, you know, doing this, and I think we all agree with that. And, and Matt, I, we're going to get to what something Matt's doing here in a minute. I'm going to let Dave ask him. But it blew our mind a couple weeks ago when we found this out. But the deal is that, you know, you've got these, you've got these industries outside of the auto industry that are lighting it up. And, you know, they're, they're, they're really just they're, they're dealing with people in the auto industry. You know, we're not selling cars to car guys. We're selling cars to human beings. And, you know, the, the deal is, you know, if you're dealing with human beings, and you're dealing with, you know, people that, that, that are used to being treated the way Apple treats them or the way, you know, they're being treated by, you know, this, this particular chain of a restaurant or they're being used to, you know, treated this way by, you know, Uber or whatever it is, why shouldn't the car business, and I know you guys believe that way, Brett, I'll go to you and let you kind of comment on that. Why shouldn't the car business, you know, operate the same way since we're selling cars to human beings? Brett, do you, what do you feel about that? Uh, I think the reason that, that we do is because it's just the mindset of the auto industry in general is, is that we feel like that when the sale is over, the profit's made, and there's very little focus on customer retention. And the, 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 uh, the focus that comes on customer retention, other than the top-tier dealers, comes from the manufacturer basically scoring you on, hey, if you don't, if you don't follow up with your new car customers, then we're not going to give you a certain allocation or we're not going to... Uh, uh, let you buy additional stores and things along those lines, and I think that with the adaptation of the internet and with the with the uh, speed of of information today, I think it's forced people to start taking another look at that because you got new options. I mean, CarMax is running a a, a, a uh, commercial now that says they're going to give them a five day money back guarantee if they want to just take the car and look at it. And I think that'll be a, probably another tremor in the auto industry because everybody's going to have to follow suit. So that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, uh, Matt, I wanted to ask you about something because we we had the pleasure of of hearing you address dealers at Digital Dealer here in Tampa a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things that you talked about that I would love for you to share with dealers today because we were just big fans of this was your power hour. Maybe you could uh, share with dealers what, what that is, what that looks like, and and, uh, and we'll listen in. Well, you know, it, it hit right on uh, the beginning of the conversation about, you know, reaching out of the box to, to find another industry. I uh, got that from the, the direct mail advertising industry from a company that I knew a decade ago and uh, remembered as something that they always did. 
they made it really exciting. And what, what, what you're trying to do is, is, is increase productivity, but not have to do it with an iron fist. And then, so how do you hold everybody accountable? So in our store, and you know, you've got to fit your store and your market and your timing, but in our store, between 10 and 11 o'clock every day, and then again between 2 and 3 o'clock every day, every salesperson that's not with a client is paged into our, uh, our phone room. They all sat down at their, their uh, computer with a phone and their uh, CRM system to do some follow-up, and they literally, it's power hours. They dial phones, and every time they get a live person on the phone, we have a great system to turn them over to a, uh, we've got two floor managers that walk up and down during those hours, and uh, they, they travel up and down, and the second a customer's on the line, they turn them over to a manager, and what we're going for is to find same-day appointments on follow-up. So uh, I watched them get two calls, uh, uh, you know, not two calls, but two actually same-day appointments off of just this morning's calls out. Well, you know, to get a same-day appointment versus just setting an appointment on the computer are two different things. Sure. And what we found is is that clients, just like you mentioned earlier, they really do want to feel special. Mm-hmm. So if you can take it from just some salesperson or a BDC person following up and turn it into a salesperson calling with a great idea, and connecting them directly to this manager that has the control of their car deal in their hand, then the client is much more trusting and willing to get in the car right now and come down to that dealership because they know they're getting it from the horse's mouth. And uh, we've turned it up uh, the notch on it. We go five days a week on it. We do two times a, a, a day. And I definitely would say it's, it's the way to get actual productivity out of everybody instead of just seeing, hey, how many calls do we make at the end of the day? This is a way to see it happen right now, and it also really forces managers to have to jump on the phone and talk to somebody, which we all know is not normal for the car business. Yeah, I'll tell you one other thing I'll mention. Um, I couldn't catch which guy spoke first talking about how they realize the auto industry does do a lot of uh, you know copying and why hasn't it changed and mm-hmm. things like that. Well, I had a, a I would consider him a good friend that, that's a consultant the other day point out the fact that, you know, we all know how managers become managers in the car business. So they become good salespeople, and then they become managers. (laughs) Well, a large percentage of the managers in our car business learned how to sell during the time when CSI didn't matter, during the time when a customer didn't care if they wasted eight hours buying a car. Uh, And so they don't know how to sell in the new atmosphere, which also means they don't know how to train in the new atmosphere. So that's part of the reason that I feel like dealers do have to look outside of their box to find new angles to teach their staff and take them to the next level is because your old salesperson that it was all about just one sale and on to the next is now your manager. And he's been a manager for 10 years and no one to this day has taught him how to sell him one car and then sell him five more after that. And uh, I know as a dealer in our world, we made some amazing uh, net internet expense costs, or I mean not internet, net advertising expense costs totally last year because we learned the value of our client base mm-hmm. and, and repeat and renewal business and stop chasing the new customer every day. And we still sell the exact same volume at the exact same profit. We just literally cut $100,000 in advertising out because we learned that you're fighting to chase through leads instead of working with the people that really count, and that's your clients that you currently have. Yeah, absolutely. Before I go and kind of kind of go a different direction with a couple of other best practices that I know the guys on this panel are doing, I want to I want to absolutely, Matt, and I know Brett. I'm going to bring it back to the second thing you said, Matt, uh, in a minute to Brett 
uh, best based on a best practice. I'm aware that he uh, he pract- he does, he has implemented at his stores. But you know, going back to the power hour for one second, dealers. In case you didn't hear this, you know, and Matt, and I, I know you're a humble guy. I mean, you're actually f- far more humble uh, after meeting you um, than 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 I ever even even thought you were uh, over the phone. But um, the guy, you guys didn't understand something. We're talking about a store that, you know, several years ago, what, six years ago, Matt, seven years ago, you took it, took it over around that time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the store was built and was doing, you know, maximum 80 cars a month and, you know, new and used in the, in the big store. Now they're due plus 300, you know, 320, you know, uh, a month new and used in, and in a town of 12,000. So, I mean, in, in, in the same building, they're building a new building now, but in, the, in a building that was built to do maximum of 80. So I want to tell you guys that these are legitimate best practices. When you Sometimes when you look at you know, ways, and I'm talking to the audience now, you know, you're looking at ways to do this. You think, well, I've got to build a new store. Or I've got to do this, or I've got to get, you know, I got to get a, a bigger exposure. I've got to spend more money. Matt's saying, hey, you know what? I'm still in the same store. I'm just going to call my guys in. I've seen a picture. The desks are like three feet wide, you know, I mean, or two feet wide. I mean, they're, they're literally sitting there, and these guys are busting it, and their managers are taking calls. And let me tell you something. You're talking about out of the box. When you, you know, TOs obviously are in the car business forever. Tracy, you know, Brett, you guys know that. But when you get somebody on the phone that you've talked to, and all of a sudden they answer, hello, and they've got breath, and you go, hold on, my manager's got a great idea, and you throw that to somebody who's in management, you know, first of all, that customer feels important. You know, because, hey, man, the manager's getting on the phone with you. They got an idea. You know, and then all of a sudden, they come up with an idea. I mean, it creates, a, a, you know, it creates that be-back scenario in a sense, you know. Or, or, or Matt said, maybe if they're a new customer, that same-day appointment. But it's just really, really revolutionary, Matt. I commend you for doing it. It's out of the box. Um, Brett, let me throw this at you. In, um, and, because the best practice that I know you, you and I have discussed, and this is huge. Matt, you love this. Um, Brett's big on leadership, and we discussed this. Brett's gone to his 20 group, you know, and so forth, and got great guys in his 20 group. Brett's part of some things outside of the auto industry revolving around leadership. You know, John Maxwell, he's part of John Maxwell's circle, which is which are the 11 other people, if I'm not mistaken, right, Brett? Yeah. <laughs> 10 other people in that circle. So it's a circle, and John Maxwell's in it, and John Ma- you know, in, a, in, a, in his mega money to be part of it. But here's the deal, man. He, he's, come, he's committed to bettering himself. And Brett, one of the best practices that you practice and believe in at your store is leadership. You know, you, you, you have a plane and you fly from your stores, you know, and you, you meet with your guys. You're, you know, you're in the stores and you said that you meet with them and you're, you have them reading books and sitting down and going over certain things. Talk about that as a best practice. Talk about leadership and how important it is. Well, I mean, what you're alluding to is what, I mean, what I... I want to buy this, buy and grow, and, and and have more stores. And in order to do that, there's a couple different ways you can do it. You can buy them and throw somebody in there. You can grow folks uh, to the level of leadership of what you need to, to achieve their goals, and and you'll be able to achieve yours. And so we've made a decision that in our acquisition program, we do a leadership training, and we we, we have a book that we read every month. We go over it once a week, and we have. Um, uh, we have a cadence of leadership training that we go through. And what my goal is, is, you know, we try to do something unconventional in the car business. Rather than be command and control and micromanagement, we're trying to uh, raise leaders up in their areas of expertise and trust them to do a good job and then have good, good processes that we can follow up to make sure that we're guiding them. And by doing that, we need to pour in and raise their leadership level. And we feel like if we can do that, then we'll have a strategic advantage in the industry. 
Yeah, I, I think that's huge. I think Very that, much. you know, and, and I think that these days people, uh, one of the things that's motivating people is is having a purpose, feeling like they're a part of that growth and, and you know, what they're contributing to the store. And I want to go back just a moment, and I know that we've, we've touched on this a couple of times, but I just want to, I, I was biting my tongue over here when Matt was talking about the power hour. You know, there are so many other things going on uh, with that best practice that I can think of, you know, the salespeople know that they have a date at 10 o'clock and two o'clock. So there's consistency there. You don't have, you're not gunslinging. I mean, it's all mapped out. You have managers that are right there in supporting the salesperson. So not only is a salesperson going to make sure that they're dialing, but now they feel better about it because, hey, they've got backup right there. They have some someone in a position of power that can talk with their customer, give them even more incentive to come in as well as what a training opportunity i mean salespeople are witnessing managers who are experienced in uh taking these tos coming up overcoming objections on the phone um incentivizing customers in the right way to show up uh that to me is priceless yeah uh, as well as wow what does that do for you the morale when you see your management team locked in and doing that and leading by example yeah. Um, it's it's just so encouraging. So I, I'm gonna I'll get off of that for now. But uh, we'll go back over to Tracy Myers and uh, Tracy. Maybe tell us um, some of the things that you're implementing that are from other industries that are maybe not what you'll see at typical dealerships. And I, I know I know one of the things is that you have a lot of animated uh, uh, characters and commercials and things like that. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that or something you feel is important. Yeah, so one of the things, uh, several of the things we actually brought over from Disney. Walt Disney, somebody I've studied for years since you know since I was a kid. Obviously, we're all attracted to Mickey Mouse and Disney World, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you realize where that came from and the genius behind that, Walt Disney, the things he brought into his company in Disney World. You know, since I became a, an entrepreneur and a business person, I realized that you know, a lot of those people at Disney World, Disneyland, they're working for 8 and $9 an hour in costumes that are like 130 degrees, and they travel cross-country to do it. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking, you know, how can we get that kind of a loyalty in the automotive business to where people actually come to us and wait in line or, or wait their turn, so to speak, to actually uh, have a position in our company? So you know, a lot of our rewards program are, are based on things that, that Walt Disney World uses. For example, uh, and you mentioned the animated characters. Once everyone's here for 90 days, uh, they get uh, a lantern with their animated uh, figure on it. So everyone has their own cartoon. Uh, and believe it or not, that's one of the first things at about the 60-day mark they start asking, you know, when's my cartoon going to be here for? You've got 30 more days. So they actually look forward to that, that animated cartoon. And as simple as that sounds, they know coming in that it's the 90-day mark when they get through their training process, which is another subject altogether, you know, 90 days worth of paid training before they even try to sell a car to anybody uh, on the sales side, that they're going to get that cartoon. And then on the lanyard, uh, there's different stars and different pins that go on the lanyard based on sales pro of the month, based on uh, based on customer uh, satisfaction, based on uh, 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 customer review cards, things of that nature. Uh, tenure here, they got tenure pins. So when a, uh, one of our, our guests looks at their lanyard, they say, hey, what's that star mean? Hey, this means I've been here five years. Hey, what's that pin mean? Well, that means I was sales pro of the month last month. And it makes for conversation. It also lifts that salesperson up and makes them feel good about being a part of this team because it really is a team. And we often say this in automotive. We definitely spend more time 
with these folks than we do our own family members in most cases. So it's important that we feel like family and we feel like a team. So there's just a couple of things we brought in from, from Disney World. Yeah. yeah, and you know, in, in this crazy, it's, it's awesome, man, that what I'm hearing here, what, what we're hearing from all three of you guys and, you know, oh, okay. the audience that's listening today, and I know you guys are on the, you guys are in your dealerships now, you're on your blacktop, I mean, you know, there's stuff going on, and, you know, here's, here's the deal that's so exciting, and Tracy, you know, you're talking about what's working at your dealership, you know, the culture of your dealership. But that's what I hear. I hear atmosphere. I hear culture. Matt's talking about, hey, getting my managers involved, getting my salespeople on the phone. You know, and, and the thing is, going back to that, how many times does that have to work before they're bought into it? Once. They're bought into it. Now, all of a sudden, they're looking forward to that next power hour. How many times, Tracy, does somebody have to compliment or, you know, a kid walk up and a family buy a car because there's somebody there that's made a difference before the other salespeople go, hey, when, when am I going to get my character? Once. You know, how many times... You know, uh, do, you know, do you, does your, do your, do the future leaders, Brett, of your dealerships, people that come on board now? See, here's my problem with the car business: being an entrepreneur and a business owner that just, that serves outside the industry as much as I serve in the industry. I've always been frustrated why people want to leave the industry or feel the need to leave the industry that are very talented and very gifted, and when when the industry should be something that fosters that gift and that talent. But why look outside? Well, Brett, you're doing the thing. That, re- that will prevent that, and that's raising up leaders. Because the car business, for the longest time, has, is, 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 you know, has had you know, orphans or foster kids. You know, they haven't raised them up. So talking about that for a second, Brett, I want you to comment. And then really, Matt and Tracy, I know you guys are big on leadership, so I want you to kind of comment on this as well. There's a principle, Brett, you know this principle. It's called the Peter Principle. Somebody mentioned it earlier, you know, um, in, in, in not the, that particular name there, but you mentioned it earlier about, you know, um, how somebody becomes, Matt, I think you said how somebody becomes a manager in the car business. Well, that's known as the Peter, yeah. Peter principle. You know, it's basically being yeah. promoted beyond your capabilities. You're a really good salesperson. You're less of a good GSM and you're even less of a good GM, but because you're a really good salesperson, you're promoted to that position and, you know, and you don't know how to promote anybody else and get them from where they are to where they need to be. Brett, talk about the, the fact that that needs to go away in the car business for success to happen. And then I'm going to ask Matt, you to comment on that as well. And then Tracy, you follow that up as well. Go ahead, Brett. Well, I think, and this is my opinion, but I think what's happening in the car business is that the market is compressing it to where it doesn't matter if we want it to go away or not, the market's going to demand that it go away. And so the people that continue to operate, I mean, that's what, what I've seen in some of these acquisitions that we've made is the people that we've been able to buy out are people that were doing it the old way, that were promoting the old way, and that were training their folks the old way. And it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore because the consumer is, has, has flipped the script on the dealer. And so that, that's being compressed now. And I think whether the dealer wants it to go away or not, it's got to go away. And, and so that's what I think if you want, if we want to be successful, we got to figure out a new way to approach the market. And if we do, we can get our unfair share because I think the people that will change now and pivot, uh, by the time everybody else catches up, will be so far ahead. Um, I think I don't think it'll be a level playing field. So Tra- that's my opinion. Tracy, I know you got excited when you heard the one word unfair share. And that's just what I was thinking. And we all want our unfair advantage, right? That's right. <laughs> tell, tell the audience, if they don't know already, why unfair share. Brett had no clue, probably. But when he said unfair share, and you're saying unfair advantage, talk about that for a second, because I know it plays into this whole deal. 
Oh, yeah, it absolutely plays into the conversation that, look, we, we all want to do things differently, but only a select few of us will take action. It's about taking action. Everybody talks about it, but very few people are doing it. So a couple of years ago, a friend of mine, this business, uh, and I decided that we were going to create a mastermind group for dealers and uh, vendors, anybody in the automotive industry, really, from porters to presidents, as our friend Craig, Lock- Craig Lockard says. Uh, we, we wanted to buy anybody uh, to join this group absolutely free of charge so we could get together three times a year and we could actually talk about what you're talking about today, how to get our unfair advantage and how we can be different in our marketplace. So, uh, like I said, it's free to anyone uh, except in competing markets. It doesn't cost anything to join. Uh, the website's unfairadvantagemastermind.com, uh, June 14th through the 16th. Mike, and you guys have been there. We appreciate that. And there's absolutely no pitching and just sitting about selling anything. But no. uh, any dealer new used – uh, across the board, across the country, and we've got a few dealers in Canada. Uh, go to the website, and we've got a meeting coming up in June, and these are the exact things we talk about. And it, it's uncomfortable. It's not a. Uh, it's not an easy meeting. There's not a lot of speakers sitting up there, uh, just just talking. It's it's digging in, uh, and some real uh, emotions come out. You know what's working, what's not working, and we're brutal, raw, and honest. Yeah, and and, and uh, Brett, I know that Brett. That's something we'll have. Though I'll shoot you over that website, Matt and Brett too. Um, and put you in contact because we've been, and uh, I can tell you this much: I, I try to figure it out. Uh, it's got to cost Tracy money to go there three times a year because you know the bottom. The bottom line. The bottom line is he's just he's just pouring into the business during those three days, and it's it's completely jam packed with uh, great great leadership content, and, and it's an open floor mastermind style. But we'll put it up on the webs uh, on the uh, page as well. Matt, what do you think about that man? Car business, Pr- Peter Principle promoting beyond their capabilities. Leadership's lacking. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I'll tell you, as far as the, the whole um, promotion or, or internal development, I mean, I've tried it. I've tried the old hire people out, recruit people in, do all these things. And, yeah, I can get a guy to move 19 states away if I, if I need to. But is long-term success when you're a unique dealer, when you're a dealer like us and the guys on the phone that do things out of the norm, doesn't last because – you have to have people that understand your philosophy internally in order to teach it and, and continue to progress it. So in our case, we really have learned. I mean, we're now doing tons of uh, college career fairs. We're getting sophomore and juniors to come in and do summer internships, and we assign them to a senior salesperson, and now the senior salesperson's got an assistant to be on their, on their hip for the next three or four months until the summer ends. Then these, these juniors and seniors are going to come back, and we're going to offer them summer sales positions. And then hopefully when they graduate, we can bring them right in and put them into a senior sales rep and, and, and put them on the track towards going forward. So the people are, are developing from my style and our type of business right from the get-go instead of having to break some old habits. And uh, even on the opposite flip of things, the management team that we have and developed are a lot of those people that started six years ago and they've worked their way up, et cetera. We're now learning that instead of just training them how to desk a deal or get a deal bought, we've got to teach them how to manage. Mm. So we've got a couple different teams that we work with that do coaching for my team, and they literally coach them on how to be coaches instead of just being dictators. And uh, I would have to say that I'm sure the guys on the phone would agree, you also have to learn how to motivate people different in today's world. People aren't necessarily motivated just by a paycheck. They won't run through a wall just because you give them a raise. But if you give them a family life, if you give them stability in their job, and you give them a chance to make a fair wage that's based on their own performance, then 
they will stick around and they will, you know, bleed the, in our, we call it bleed last go blue, you, you know. Um, that's, that's the type of things you got to do. And for us, if you want to get big and grow, right, yeah. you can't go hire 35 sales guys. You've got to continually have good ones growing. And that's what we, we're kind of re-realizing. We've done that for years, but we realize the importance of it. You need a couple trainees in the hopper at all the time because they're some of the most successful long-term employees you can have, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, I'm going to throw this final question out, and we'll, we're will we going to have to close out here in just a moment. But I'll, I'll kind of direct this to you, Tracy, and then uh, uh, Brett and Matt, if you'll follow up as well. But uh, I haven't mentioned how to get a hold of yeah, too. And also, as you're closing your remarks, if you would, tell dealers how to reach out to you. Uh, for the dealers who would like to uh, have more dialogue with you. But, uh, uh, Tracy, what do you feel, is you know, as far as future best practices, do you see anything coming? Where's, you know, the industry is moving so rapidly. Matt just talked about how we're having to motivate uh, and incentivize employees differently, groom them differently. Um, but as far as just overall, any practice that you think is, um, coming down the road, maybe something that you're considering that you haven't jumped into yet, maybe the timing's not right, but where do you see everything going and what are some of the future best practices? Yeah, so that's a great question, and, and I'm going to give a fairly unorthodox answer because I think that what generally happens in almost any industry is that we see all these bright, shiny objects, and we jump at them and, and we get overwhelmed with them, uh, and we can't actually do any of them because there's just not enough hours of the day. Uh, it's just like with social media. My God, there's a different social media slash video platform every other day coming out. And everybody, every expert, quote, unquote, saying that you need to be, the dealer needs to be on that platform. And a dealer can't be on all those platforms because, one, they all don't work for that dealer. and There's just not enough time. So I would say take a step back uh, and focus on your people first. Because if you focus on your people first uh, and, and your processes, then the rest will generally come. I, I mean, I really think that that's, that's what we're going to be in the future, kind of taking a step back, uh, or at least the successful people uh, that are really, as you said, stepping outside that proverbial box. Because and uh, all these, all this technology is fantastic, but most of it's just another way to connect to the customer or deliver the same messages we've been delivering. It's just a, a different uh, a way of delivering it. And uh, you know, if if I could go back just a sec, um, you know, that that job fair idea is fantastic. I'll take that a step further and something that we've done for years. I do believe that a dealer always has to have their pipeline full because every dealer that I see uh, that, that's not successful in retention of their employees, what they actually do is, is they hire out of desperation, so, and they don't have that pipeline full. So I would encourage dealers, the job fairs are great, but how about having your own job fair? Have a yeah. job fair once a month at a local restaurant, uh, offer a, uh, you know, we're in North Carolina, so we'll go to the local barbecue joint, offer a barbecue tray, you know, five bucks, get free dinner. It's a job fair. We just happen to be the only uh, employer there, right? Mm -hmm. You take your, your best uh, member of your management team, salesperson, uh, and you give it a 15-minute, here's why the car business is the greatest industry in the world. And, you know, you're going to lose, we draw 30 to 40 people at each job fair, uh, and, um, but, and we'll lose half the crowd after they figure out it's automotive, but we keep half the crowd, and out of that half, and we get four or five great, great uh, opportunities uh, out of each job fair we have. So I'd encourage dealers to do that and always have that pipeline full. Absolutely. By the way, by the way and we'll go to Brett, uh, then Matt. But uh, we just did one. Actually, the first one we've done, we actually, uh, I didn't know you were doing that, Tracy. We did this last month, was it, Dave? Or a month before last, yes. we did our first uh, open interview here, catered in food. We had a ton of people. We hired five. I'm, not, I'm, I'm kidding you. In 20 years, guys, five of the strongest and best 
salespeople that I've ever hired in one setting through that. And uh, had one person drive 18 hours. No kidding. We didn't know. She, she drove 18 hours for the interview and said, I'm not leaving without a job. She got the job. She the got the job. And uh, she's, but anyway, so I, I absolutely. Tracy, real quick, before we go to Brett, shout out that website one more time. Mike's going to pop it up on the screen, uh, the Unfair Advantage uh, website. Yep, so the Unfair Advantage Mastermind. UnfairAdvantageMastermind.com. Awesome. It's up on the screen there. Just leave it up there for a minute, Matt. Uh, Brett, I want to give you your closing remarks here, man. Just, just, just uh, give us, a, give us a, a minute or so just of uh, what you see on the horizon and a uh, thought that you'd like to leave with dealers. I think that, you know, what I see is he was asking what our what our see best practices down the road, and I think the biggest thing is going to be is as, as we move forward in the auto industry, I think everything old is new. You know, 30 years ago to operate a successful dealership, you had to have a quality sales force that was community active and knew how to, and, and knew how to, how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that time, that's what the successful formula was. And then we've gone to this thing where, we race to the lowest common denominator and see how quick we can net out a vehicle or load up in a truck. And customers really not demanding that. We've given that to the customer because the inability to provide information and and basically uh, left the uh, customer with a taste in their mouth that we were trying to we were trying to get something from them rather than give something to them. And so I think the next ten years, the next fifteen years, you're going to see that dealerships that are going to be highly successful. The people they're going to have. Fantastic salespeople. They're going to pour into those folks. They're going to have managers that they've created as leaders, mm-hmm. and, those, and and you're going to kind of see that model of 20, 30 years ago with their consumer advocates in the community. If that makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. And and Brett, we certainly uh, are thankful to have you on the show today. How do dealers reach out to you or follow you if they want to connect? I mean, they can go to my site. It's b r e t t o u b r e dot com. Our, you know, it's B O U B R E at Twitter. Great, awesome great. man. Thank you, Brett. Awesome. And I'm gonna, uh, I'll have Matt close us out if you would. Maybe tell us uh, your thoughts, Matt. Closing thoughts, and and then of course wrap it up with how dealers can connect. Well, uh, you know, I guess everybody there had some marvelous points. My my point would be to the dealers that, that are listening and obviously are listening to try to gain some change. Take a look at your backyard. Take a look at your store and try to see where you want to go and set up some type of a genuine, dedicated plan to one of these items we've talked about when it comes to training, recruiting, hiring, and developing. Uh, I couldn't agree more that if you don't develop your staff and develop your people, you can only last for so long. And if you develop them to be great salespeople, then they're successful, they make paychecks, and they stay. If they get make paychecks and they stay, then your loyalty and your retention or renewal will go up. All those things tied together, CSI will go up. So... The guys are right on point. Uh, David, I know you'll send me the link to the, the, uh, the show because I'm going to jot down a couple of their ideas as well. Absolutely. Um, as far as uh, contacting me, if you want to look me up, I'm, I'm happy. I work with a couple of different dealers around the country. Uh, you can uh, either go to LascoFord.com. My email address is on there. Uh, my email is mlasco at LascoFord.com. Or hit me on Twitter. I'm on there all the time. It's at carguy915. Uh, love working with anybody. If you got questions or want to follow up, reach out to us. And once again, guys, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate your time. Well, thanks all three of you guys, Tracy, Matt, Brett. I know you guys are extremely busy. I want to thank you guys for taking time out of your schedule, man, to share best practices. And uh, look forward to seeing you guys soon. Thank thanks, you. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank, thank you, you guys. very much. Thanks.
There you have it. Best practices going on right now from three studs in the car business. These guys are moving iron, man. Yeah. They're moving it. They're doing it. They're doing it, and they're doing it right. And you know what? I tell you what, man. You should have broke a couple pins, you know, writing notes down. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? The link, and, I'll, and Matt, uh, Matt, we're sending Matt the link, but listen, obviously you're watching it or listening to it. If you're on Blog Talk and you want to go back, you can listen to it or on autodealerlive.net, but go back to autodealerlive.net. It's going to be right there. You can listen to it. It's it's available immediately as soon as the show ends. It's on YouTube Live on autodealerlive.net, so it's immediately um, back up, and um, you can watch it as many times as you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. And a special shout-out, by the way, to Rick Newman, one of the fans of the show. He works at Greeley Nissan. He took the day off today. Come on, Rick. He's going to So his best practice is, hey, Taking a day off every once in a while. Take a day off to tune in to Auto Dealer Live. Absolutely, man. And also to refresh yourself, man. Get ready. Hey, listen, we're going to move right along. We're a couple minutes behind, but we're going to, you don't want to miss this segment. Listen, Amanda and Aaron Ryan have something great here. The next up, right here on Auto Dealer Live, is GYSO. Get your social. It's all the way on. Hey, and welcome to Get Get Your Social Social On. on. I'm Erin Ryan. And I'm Amanda Ryan. And today we're going to talk about blogging for business. What What is is the the ROI ROI of blogging? Have you wondered? Are you asking that? Why blog? It's an important factor in your content marketing strategy, because let's be real. SEO, search engine optimization, and social media on their own. Bring them together and they're, yes. ooh, beautiful. They're all connected now, right? Yeah. So don't be anxious when you're blogging. I know a lot of you might be thinking, what am I going to blog about? Why is it important to blog? We're going to cover those topics for you today. Firstly, we're going to start with three reasons your dealership should blog. Number one, well, it builds brand authority. Right. I mean, you're putting information out there. You're showing how knowledgeable you are about vehicles, oil changes, any, you know, any topic Mm -hmm. regarding your automotive industry, the brand, you know, you're putting that out there and people are going to be like, you know, I know who to turn to for Nissan. I know who to turn to for Ford because you're building up that brand authority through your blogs. And authority creates trust. It's just the way it works. Number two, create fresh, unique content you can share to your social networks. Right. You know that uh, search engines love the unique content. So does social networks. We talked about Facebook in particular loving unique content um, as part of best practices last week. But, you know, here's the thing. It's going to be yours. Right. So your blog will be tied to your website. And if people are creating social actions, then bam, number three, you're going to show up in search engines and you're going to create social signals to your very own website, which creates SEO authority. Right. And I mean, the key thing here is to make it, as you said, unique, make it quality and make it wanting that making it that people want to read it. There we go. People want to read it. Is it readable? Do you people want to share it with their friends, family? Do they want to put that information out there? And if so, that's where the social signals come in mm-hmm. and builds that authority. So stay away from sales stay, mm-hmm. topics. Stay, stay away from service topics. We're going to give you some topics, in fact. Let's stop talking about what not to do. Let's talk about what to what do. What to do. Article topics for your blog. Here are a few ideas. Industry news. What's happening in the industry world? What's going on with SEMA? Right. I mean, is there a new concept car coming out? A new vehicle arriving in 2016? Blog about it. Talk about it. Share it with your community. Get people pumped. Automotive history. People want to know about that T that that T bird. They want to know right, about yeah. you know uh, past cars that have brought so much life and and 
rejuvenated the industry. They want to know about where they came from. Yes. And then there's automotive facts. So when did Chevrolet start? And who was the founder of it? Those types of things. People love to know facts about it. There's dealership news. You know, is there an event happening at your dealership? Are you having a food drive? Write about it. Help help yourself out by letting people know about how you're taking part in your community in that regard and what they can do coming on over to the dealership. But keep in mind that other people are going to be writing somewhat of these similar types of topics. So how are you going to make that little unique uniqueness that'll make it yours you want to make sure it's yeah get yeah. creative have a bit of fun and bring you in the there best articles are those that write from you know just as though they would talk to you yeah like a friend yeah just talking to somebody it gives that personality and brand specific topics cover the vehicles that you sell yes. you know if you have a charger a challenger get get those on your blogs and start talking about them what features do they have what's their horsepower so many things there's a honda one time with a vacuum yeah with a i know you know, some people size. don't they don't even know that. And and so write about it if you're a Honda dealership. Talk about these cool features that yep. people just don't Inside know. Inside and out. That exist. People want to know trunk size. They want to know how many seats. They want to know. Sunroof. All these things. Yeah. You and know? you don't want to do it in a sales way because you know they can go to the website just to find out that information. You want to go like, you know, okay, I was taking my kid to a baseball game and I didn't have enough room for, my, for him and all of his friends. How did I, re- you know get around that well i bought a honda odyssey you know that kind of thing you want to be able to humanize these vehicles so people can relate to them Alrighty, the roi to blogging well all of the things that we talked about create that roi and to sum it up really nicely unique content obtaining social signals tied to your website they increase search engine optimization authority so creating those social signals creating articles that create value amongst readers and you know you have those social networks so social outlets that you can actually put out different information yeah i mean you're going to be using keywords and people who search for you they'll find you through not just your website anymore but through your blog you can also have your blog tie back to you definitely your website want your blog by linking yeah. right definitely um yeah. so seo plays a factor in there and then all of these things come together and you know you'll have geotagging mm-hmm. so it's all of these factors that play together that will make sure that you have some authority plus the social signals right that recommendation from people that's an awesome article um and that'll help with seo as well so get blogging today get or start thinking and getting organized about blogging because it can definitely help you SEO, social, and content marketing, all of that together. Brand, it's just like, wow. Yes, absolutely. It just does wonders for your brand. All right. It is time for Get Your Social On Social. Shout out, shout out. Do, 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 do. Oh, someday we'll have music that goes with that. <laughs> <laughs> These are automotive folks on Twitter that you too can connect with. Have you been on here? Do you want to be? You can follow me at the Aaron Ryan. At Amanda Shares. And together at GYSO Addicts. At one owner for sale. Hello to you. Hello. Such a shout out to you. At David Sablowski. Howdy. At Sugar underscore Stadium GM. Hi. And last but not least, uh, the group, the team, BDC Boardroom, over there on Twitter. Have you followed them yet? You, you watch them on Auto Deal Live, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Start following them on follow Twitter, them too. Follow them on Twitter. Connect with them as well. All righty. You can also connect with us on Facebook. Have you done it? Facebook.com slash groups slash get your social on. You can also get connected with the past videos. And blogs. And blogs. Wink, wink. (laughs) <laughs> that was like that the was, worst high five that, that was not history. that was like the least twinning moment right 
Uh, you can head on over to wikimotive.com slash GYSO and get caught up there on past Get Your Social On articles and videos. Until next time, friends, get your social on. And we're back. The show where dealers go. Thank you, Aaron and Amanda Ryan. Get your social on. And Dave, are, yes, you, sir. are you calming down, sir? Yeah, You've had way too much caffeine. Way what are you much. talking about? He seems perfectly normal. Oh, yeah. Perfectly now, normal. It, that, he, okay. Uh, you missed the break. Unless you were on Periscope. And go to Periscope and watch it. Yeah, check it out on Periscope. If you go to Periscope you and watch it, I almost touch Crib's nipple. <laughs> go to Periscope and watch it. I almost. Oh, my gosh. Touch his nipple. You were going TheDealerHub.com. Make sure we're, we're done, guys. Thank you for listening. Go to TheDealerHub.com. It's on the screen right now. TheDealerHub.com. Listen, it's free. We don't make any money off of it. There's no advertisers whatsoever on it. It's just simply a community of dealers. There's about a 1,000, just under, I think, 980 dealers on there, man. Yeah. These are real dealers. This yeah. Is, this is not like, and this is uh, where they blog and they talk and they whatever. We just launched a brand-new platform. TheDealerHub.com. Make sure you shout out. Tell us you joined it. And then we'll make sure after the show that we get our marketing team on it and retweet you. Yeah. You know, and you have the opportunity, too. You can actually submit a blog on the Dealer Hub. And if it's approved, it'll go out to hundreds or thousands of dealers. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can, you can, you can, you don't have to have your form approved. You can put on there rant. There's a rant section. There's internet manager, BDC manager. There's Tower Talk. GMs, Tower Talk, there's all kinds of segments. So you can go on there and, and just, just write and type and ask questions. Social hangout. Social hangout. places. Just for dealers. So it's awesome. TheDealerHub.com. Also, man, if they want a free, 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 free magazine, a real magazine with real content, guys like Grant Cardone, guys like Dave Anderson. Dave Anderson. Bob, Bob Berg. Bob Berg. Uh, Lisa Tracy Copeland, Myers. Tracy Myers, one of our guests today. Um, you'll see uh, things from Matt Lasco, Lisa in, Copeland, in the dealer in Dealer Hub. Yeah, Lisa. Dealers. Copeland. I mean, there's content. Randall galore. Reed. Go to dealersolutions.info. Just click on the subscribe button. Dealersolutions.info. It's on the screen. Dealersolutions.info. Hit subscribe. By the way, that's the online version. You can look at it and read all the articles. But if you hit subscribe and put your address in there, we'll put you on the mailing list, and you get a free magazine every month. It goes out to over, I think, eleven thousand. Dealer principals and general managers every month, physically. And listen, if you tuned in late, don't miss next week a special segment coming up, Dave. Oh yeah, the Get Your Social On panel. I'm sorry, Get Your Great American, <laughs> too much coffee panel. Great American Automotive pan- panel sponsored by Jeff Cowan's Pro Talk, and we're gonna be talking about cradle to grave, cradle to grave, decrepit, cradle to grave, and the 21st will have an opportunity. Yeah, next week. We've already had people tweet it. Make sure you tweet it. We're going over on time, but it's okay. Make sure you tweet it really quick. Hashtag Auto Dealer Live. I'm going to desk my own deal hey, next week. This is going to be sick. You have the opportunity to get yeah. involved, interactive, desking a deal right here live on Auto Dealer Live. It's going to be crazy. I can't wait for that. Can't wait. 21st, May 21st, the one, the only Alpha Dog, Jim Ziegler. He's going to be coming on. He is the only guest that day, other than get your social on girls here's the thing with jim jim is going to be coming on and discussing how to work a car deal over three hundred thousand views on youtube this is the alpha dog coming on may 21 
The show is his. He's going to be discussing, talking about, training, teaching how to work a car deal. You will pick up thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars of the training for free that day with the Alpha Dog. Yeah, we're going to have our own power hour that day. Yes, sir. Come on now. Cribs, I could keep talking, but it's time to go, baby. We got to get out of here, man. Peace out. See ya.